Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is going on, everybody? Okay. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Believe in Bills podcast. I'm your host, Justice General Rafford. And of course, as always, I'm here with the legend of two games championship coach Mookie Hawkins in the building. What's going on, Mookie? How you feeling, man? I'm feeling okay, despite of yesterday's debacle, but yeah, I'm good. He's always good, but I mean, Bills ain't always good no more. We was, we was used to it. it. It gave us like three or four years where it was just consistent, you know, 10 plus wins, and then I miss those days. I really do. Uh, the Buffalo I mean, It's not over. I mean, it still can happen. It's just that right now That's we're true. just witnessing an, an, a roller coaster. Uh, this Bills team is, is definitely having an emotional roller coaster or whatever you want to call it. They're just up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down uh, over the past six, seven weeks. And, you know, the record is showing at six and six right now, 10th in the AFC. Um, it's, a, it's a lot of head scratching things, you know, when you look at this team. Um, so it just yeah, it just makes you wonder why is this team where it is at this point? It absolutely does. Um, six and six, like you mentioned, ten in the AFC playoff picture, um, and then you know you go in and you facing the quote unquote best team in the league in the Philadelphia Eagles, and I mean, you know, you put that jambalaya together and suggestions would tell you that the Bills should lose that game and should lose it comfortably. But Buffalo Bills went out there and put up a fight and they lose to the Philadelphia Eagles in overtime. Uh, what was it? 30, 34, 37, I believe it was. Uh, yep, which one? It was the third and four at the end of the game, which led no, to no, no. <laughs> I'm about the score. <laughs> that, you know, they scored a touchdown on, you know, in the early in the first fourth quarter, yeah, uh, the the Bills lose thirty four thirty seven, uh, but it was it was a lot of everybody everybody had questions about just different aspects of the game, right? For the first time in what feels like quite a long time, the question was not the offense; the offense was humming. Um, they're moving up and down the field. There were quite a few drops, were quite a few drops that really didn't that didn't quite allow the Bills to break the game open the way that they could have. Uh, between the drops, between the officiating, that first half should have looked a lot different than what it did. Uh, but ultimately, it, it did end up the way it was. And then going into the back end of the, the second half and into overtime, the Eagles really made a push there. Uh, there was a point where Jalen Hurts had threw a touchdown on like three of four passes or something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of very, very good luck going the Eagles' way, and they were able to make the most of it. And uh, <laughs> 59-yard field goal to to end the game. Oh, no, it wasn't even the end regulation. You know what? <laughs> I really hate to – to go straight to the end of the game as my first question to you. But I look, man, this is a question to everybody in mind. You have Joshua Patrick Allen. All right, before you even get here, right? 
the the Philadelphia Eagles third and seventeen. Now, if your your all pro safety allows AJ Brown to catch that pass and then tackle him, it 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 really does put even more pressure on them. But honestly, I can't even be mad at that because you just instinctually you knocked the ball out. You know what I mean? And and even still, it was a fifty nine yarder in the rain where Tyler Bass had missed the kick and had a kick blocked. So it was like this was no gimme. Um, and so knowing the circumstances, the Bills had been in the circumstances previously with the Denver game where you strategically played it brilliantly, called the timeouts to, to make Denver have to eventually do the situation where they have to run off the field and bring their kicker onto the field uh, as, as time expires. And they would have been in that exact same situation here, but instead Sean McDermott uses his timeout to freeze the kicker, to freeze the kicker when it was already a dead ball. So it's kind of like, why did you use that timeout? And then on the back end of that, Josh Allen gets the ball at his own 25-yard line with 20 seconds to go in the timeout and a chance to win the ball game with 40, 50 yards, give or take. 10, which we've seen them do before, and we've seen teams do against the Bills, famously the 13 seconds. With 20 seconds in the timeout, and I mean two timeouts you blew on a previous drive with on defense, what was the point of that entire that entire sequence? What was Sean McDermott's thinking, or like why? Well, I don't know. That's something you definitely have to ask him. Um, but in those certain situations, you got to be able to dial it up and you got to guess right. And, you know, it, it seems like every time, you know, I, in that certain phase, a certain situation and sequence of plays, you know, we just dropped the ball there. You know, we dropped the ball on third and seven. Um, we dropped the ball on third and four. Um, I don't – I mean, the – the the situation of freezing the kicker, uh, calling a timeout. Well, it wasn't to freeze the kicker. Coach said it was to make sure that he had the right personnel out there on the field. We don't want to have twelve men being on the field, right? So, um, I don't know. Hey, I don't. I don't think that that makes me feel thinking. worse. To be honest, I don't, I don't. I don't think that he was probably thinking of having uh, two timeouts for twenty seconds to go in the ball game. I guess he felt that. Uh, the momentum, you know, was was leaning a little bit towards Philly side at that moment in the game. And we didn't want to force a situation to where it just crosses the game. Like, for instance, you know, we force a throw, it gets picked off, and then all of a sudden he kicks another 60-yard field goal and we lose the game. And then everybody be talking about, you know, why he just didn't let the clock run. You know what I mean? So it's one of those damn if you do, damn if you don't situations. At the I, end I, of I the day. At the end of the day, despite all the penalties, despite all the turnovers, despite of, of, of it all, despite of the Bills actually kicking a potential game-winning field goal, the defense had an opportunity to get a stop, and they couldn't get the stop. That's period, point-blank period, bottom line. No matter whatever happened at the end of the day, the Bills had a chance to get a stop to win the game, and they didn't do it. They didn't do it, whether if it was a 59-yard field goal, whether it was 20 seconds off on the clock and I decided to go for it. No matter what, 
And at the end of the day, the Bills were winning 34 to 31. And the only thing they needed was their defense to get a stop. And they couldn't get the stop. You know, that's that's the problem. That's the situation that they need to fix. I don't know. It's the, you know, I mean, I, I mean, is it the, the personnel? I mean, could you at these moments of times, you wish you're having your, your season guys like a Matt Milano or a Tredavious White, you know, in those situations, you don't have uh, those guys. Has it really been in those type of intense situations to, you know, settle down and I guess lock in and do their job. I'm not sure where that's coming from, but things would definitely be much easier if you had a Matt Milano, Daquan Jones, Tredavious White out there in those situations to help your defense. So, um, you know, all that stuff goes hand in hand, but it's something they have to focus on uh, on the bye week to get it fixed and make those necessary adjustments because it can't be that damn easy for a team just to march down the field in a must-score situation and win the game, and they just go actually go ahead and do it like it was just that damn easy. It's the the best, the, the easiest possession that Philadelphia had the entire game was the last possession. And, you know, that's the things on where, okay, again, the Bills struggle with counter-adjusting to what teams adjust to what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, when they finally caught on, when Philadelphia finally caught on, on how to block it, on how to find success up front, the Bills never really adjusted to that. So, and, and it kind of, you know, by the sounds of the press conference, it looked like it was a little bit all over the place, you know, there and there. But he was accountable, uh, saying that, you know, it, it's his fault on certain situations. Um, so that's all you can ask for. I mean, he was very transparent in the presser today about all of those situations. So um, they got to get it fixed no matter what, because this is like the third or fourth ball game where the defense had an opportunity to get a stop, no matter who's out there, uh, whether you got all pro players or you got undrafted free agents, it don't matter. Guys got to make plays and, and you got to get a stop. And in three of, I think three to four games, the Bills couldn't do it. And it, it, it got, it, it got them looking, you know, outside, looking in right now in the playoff pitch. Yeah, I I don't disagree with anything. The, the only thing I disagree with is that anybody would have said that he should have ran the clock out. I feel like the 13 seconds is going to live over his head forever. And anytime he's in a situation like that, if it's 13 seconds or more, people are going to expect that you can make that play, especially because it's not like you got it just to anybody out there at quarterback. You have Josh Allen. Who's done this before? He a couple of years ago on Thanksgiving, he did the exact same thing. He drove down against the Lions. I don't know if it was Thanksgiving, but he drove down against the Lions at Ford Field, made that beautiful pass across the middle of Stefan Diggs, puts a field goal range, win the game. <clears throat> he and not only that, because like even if you weren't confident, right? You thought, oh, my defense could get it done. Your defense got 30 hung on your head before overtime even started, right? Not only that, but Josh Allen was on another planet yesterday. Josh Allen was the best player in the NFL yesterday. And to not give him an opportunity feels insane to me. Like that, that just feels like a, a total um lapse of judgment, in my opinion. I, I don't know. I just I just gotta be honest about that. But to your point, you look at the Bills and they've allowed teams to drive on them in the biggest moments. 
Mac Jones. All right. And I'm starting with the worst quarterback here. Mac Jones did it. Trevor Lawrence did it. Now Jalen Hurts has done it. Um, ah, man, I, I, I know good teams are going to, are going to make it happen. And that's honestly my issue is because we're supposed to be a good team. We're supposed to be able to make it happen. And then you, you talk about it. You said it kind of seems like things were all over the place and that happens too often. I feel like, you know what I mean? It's, it, it feels like things are all over the place a little too often. It, 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 I don't know. It's, it's very odd because for the bills to be so mature so di- no, so mature, so talented. They are extremely undisciplined, and I don't know. That's just that's just odd for me. But <clears throat> let's get to a positive real quick. Tell me about Joe Brady in his day. Well, I mean, I don't want to say it's like night and day, but um, you know, it's better. Uh, you can see the past couple of weeks, this offense has been better. You see better play out of Josh Allen. You've seen their offense get a little bit more balanced. Um, I do wish they still had a little bit more balance. They had some yesterday, but they kind of went away from the run game a little bit during the second half. And, you know, that's how Philly was able to get back into the game. But, you know, they were able to put together some good drives, um, you know, especially late in the game to, to, to get the necessary uh, – go or the potential go ahead and win it then obviously the field goal um but again it just boils down to that stop but uh i think that brady's done a a good job uh, josh allen is feeling more of himself obviously you can see by the way that he played yesterday another um lights out performance from you know qb1 which is going to be um shadowed by a loss you know nobody's going to really be talking about the great day that Josh Allen had because the team lost once again. How many times Josh Allen has played his ass off and, you know, you don't really talk about it as much because the team in the fashion that the team lost the game in, you know, that is the story, you know. So, again, uh, Josh Allen doing what he did against a Philadelphia team who was pretty tough out there and and Brady made them Jets pedestrian. Ain't no slouch either. Right, so he made them. He made the Jets defense and Phillies look pedestrian, you know, going into a bye week, heading over to Kansas City. It's going to be another defense, another tough defense that, you know, Joe Brady is going to have to uh, be up for the challenge for. But I think they will uh, going into KC. Um, it's no, and it's no um, uh, confidence isn't low. That's for sure. Um, it's just that. Just you know, you just had these head scratching instances on why this team is really six and six. I mean, for all the injuries and everything that's going on with this team, uh, you know, you're firing your, your, your offensive coordinator mid season, and this team is you know at 500 right now. I don't think too many teams would even be at 500 going through all of that stuff. Um, so if it's a team that could face adversity, for sure, this Bills team is one that could face adversity, especially all the things that they went through last year. And, you know, what's going on now? Yeah, for sure. I will say one thing that kind of gives me hope about that Chiefs game is that the offense is on a heater. Hopefully they should be even better coming off of a bye when Joe Brady has an actual real week to set his game plan into motion, you know, and then everybody's going to be up for that game. 
But then also the, the Chiefs offense ain't looking super hot right now. But we'll talk more about that in the coming weeks. Um, real quick, before I get into the latter half of this conversation, I, gotta, I mean, it's, it's all over the place, right? We, we would be bad, like, you know what I'm saying, like um, entertainers, whatever, if we didn't get into this question. All over Bill's Mafia, Bill's Twitter, Bill's Reddit, Bill's Facebook. <laughs> People want Sean McDermott gone. Now, you are one of the few people on this planet who have some inside information. You get to see how people react to him. You, you get to see how the locker room reacts to Sean McDermott and talk to these guys in person. In your expert opinion, Coach Mookie Hawkins, does Sean McDermott need to be fired or deserve to be fired? Nah. Nah. It's just mess. You got to allow him to fix whatever's going on with his team. I mean, um, you know, it's still a good mess. It's not like it's just, you know, just it's just touring beyond recognition that you can't repair this. I mean, again, they still dealing with so many injuries right now. Um, and you know, just, just finding themselves, you know, in certain situations is it's just tough that where they are in the season that, you know, they still having those type of growing pains. You think that a team, um, you know, that's, that, that has so much continuity will go through something like that. Um, but at the end of the day, they just got to suck this thing up and, 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 and play some football. And, you know, guys got to make just make plays. We're not we're not making enough plays. Now, there were some plays made yesterday, but, you know, they, they, obviously it wasn't enough plays. You know, when the game is on the line, you know, when it matters the most, it's time for somebody to make a play. And the Bills on defense just couldn't get Philadelphia off the field because they didn't make enough plays to do it. So, that's what it all really boils down to, um, whether it's pressure from the front four or whether it's tighter coverage from the DBs or whatever the case may be. Um, if coach got to tighten up some things on how he calls things in certain situations, he has to do that as well. So uh, they got a week to figure this thing out uh, before, you know, they get into uh, the, you know, the remaining part of their, of their schedule to, you know, you know, to, to, to get in playoffs. That's, I don't care what the record is at this point. As long as they get in the playoffs and have a say, that's all you will want from this type of team. So right now they're fighting for the playoff lives. You know, that, that's for damn sure they're fighting for the playoff lives. And what good way to get on a good note is to go into Kansas City and, and, be, a, and be the, you know, an elite Kansas City team. I mean, the, the offense ain't as what it used to be but guess what? The defense is better than what it used to be. So um, defense been holding it down, and, and we got to go in there and make sure that they're kicking on all cylinders. Hopefully uh, Josh and the offense can pick up where they left off, uh, and that will bode well versus Kansas City again, how they struggle to score points right now. So uh, Bill's got to go in there and get a good win, and that will be you know something of a boost because that do carry some tiebreaker implications if they need it. So, um, again, this is a big win. This is an AFC matchup. They have to win this game in order to uh, 
keep any type of playoff hopes alive at this point. Yeah, no, the Kansas City Chiefs game is is 100% a must win. Uh, that's an AFC game, and not only is that an AFC game, but that, I mean, if we're doing tiebreakers, it, everything counts, and that's a great strength of victory win. Um, so, I, I, I and I, I mean, listen, man, it's, it's so quick, crazy because I always go into the games with confidence, like, oh, we can beat this team, and then <laughs> it's stuff like this happens, and it's like, oh, my God. Uh, but I, I really do feel like we could beat the Chiefs, ironically. We beat the Chiefs the last, what, two seasons at Arrowhead in the regular season. Uh, so it's not like it can't be done. Um, and this team, the offense at least, is is on one right now. And they're going crazy against really good defenses. So I feel like they'll be able to continue that trend, like I said, especially on a week of uh, game planning and rest. Um, all right. So I think I don't I think it's fair to say. Sean McDermott isn't the greatest in like big moment situations, big games. Uh, he, he tends to make the the move that is to not lose as a as opposed to going for the win. Uh, so, I yeah, pin pose the question to you: Do you think that he's too conservative? Um. In that instance, I think he was. Um, I think he was. I mean, you you allow Philly just to go 75 yards to, to, to win the game. So you it had to be some sort of, you know, conservative play calling that allowed Philadelphia to do what they were able to do, 75 yards, and do it quite easily, you know, quite easily. Um, so I just don't understand why – would you change your style up? I mean, you, you had Philadelphia on the ropes for, I mean, three and a half quarters. You know, it's still play that way. But, you know, somebody will make a play. But when you play passive aggressive, then you're not allowing too many people to make plays in your defense. If, if I have four guys rushing and I got, then I'm dropping seven in coverage. I'm only allowing four guys on my team to make plays. Everybody else is just, dropping in the zone, reading and reacting. You can make a play here and there by dropping in the zone, but, you know, it's still a passive-aggressive. You want your defense to be aggressive at all times. All 11 guys on that field being aggressive at all times, especially in that situation, uh, you know, you want the quarterback to be able to make up his mind very quickly and, and make a bad decision while doing it. And that comes with being aggressive, applying some pressure, and, you know, hopefully, you know, your guy have a chance to make a play, but it just didn't happen that way. <laughs> it just didn't happen that way. So, um, and it's a pattern, you know what I mean? So it has to be rectified. Uh, hopefully the next time if this situation occurs, the Bills will need to learn how to get a stop to close out a football game. Plain and simple. All right. <clears throat> I feel like I'll be remiss if I didn't bring up this topic as well. This is just the content creator in me. Um, another huge topic of discussion yesterday was officiating. And that first half was bad. Um, it was bad. I, I mean, objectively speaking, like it, it, if I wasn't even a, like a Bill supporter, just having eyes, you, that was terrible. Uh, um, very, very horrible display of, of officiating in that first half. 
how much of that is it fair to to put this loss on? And I know that sounds like a stupid question because you should say none, and you know you still got to make the plays, and you still got a whole another half where you go out there and win the game. And so on. I understand that, but take a look at that first half. There was a ton of plays that went uncalled where the Bills had to punt or they came away with no points. Like the the uh, horse collar that wasn't called turned into intentional grounding. That led to a block kick. Um, there was a couple pass interferences, you know, where Darius Slade got to Trent Shurfield early, hit him before he got to the ball, and then also where he held on to Stephon Diggs where he couldn't get to the ball. Both of those led to punts. Looking at the flow of the game, is it fair to say that the officiating played some part in the loss, or are you just stoic with it and it don't matter? Um, they did miss some calls. Um, but when you looked at where the Bills had the most penalties, it was in the first half. A lot of those were self-inflicted. Um, it was 10 penalties to one in the first half, but the Bills still had a 10-point lead. So they were, you know, they were able to overcome those penalties and still have a 10-point lead. Did they leave some meat on the bone? Yes, they did. Uh, you know, two field goals, one was blocked, one was missed. So that's an extra six points right there that you could be easily going into the locker room with. You could be going into the locker room uh, potentially 23-7, to seven, you know, at halftime. Um, you know, and then the second half, uh, again, this was where, no, but that's the point, though, because like what you just said, you could be going in 23 to 7. That's just with the two field goal drives. So then if you add the other two with the pass interferences that weren't caught, like, it could have potentially been even more. So that's what I mean. Like you, if you go into the half 31-7 or something like that, it's a completely different ballgame. Yeah, it is. It is. But I know. I, don't, I, don't, I mean, that's, that's just uh, – the refs control the game, man. So you saw it right then and there. Uh, I, I, I don't know, you know. It, 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 I don't know, you know. The refs control the games, you know. They're gambling. I don't know, you know. Everybody, players are. Who's to say referees aren't? I'm not going to get fined by saying it. You know what I mean? But you know, I'm is, quite is, sure. is that like? <laughs> I don't want to get nobody in trouble, but like. You know, when you're talking to players, do they kind of feel like some of them may feel like that way? Like the rest is wilding, or like, you know what I mean? Like they might be doing this for extracurricular reasons. Nah, I don't really discuss that stuff with the players. I just have my own, you know, assessments with it. But I have spoken with a few colleagues that are officials, and, you know. Mm, got it. Got it. Man, I don't know. It, 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 it may be an investigation coming out soon. Not because of that, but mm. because of that. You know, for, you know, it, it, it's it's some referees out there that's fan dueling, and I'll just say that. <laughs> so they they the NFL yeah, NFL tracks their phones. This is where they track NFL players. So I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know if it happened this season or the starting the following season. But at some point, you you will hear some officials, uh, you know, doing some uh, some some gambling. Let's just say that I'm quite sure of it. It's gonna be somebody. Yeah, not sure if it's uh, hockey. Not sure if it's hockey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I, it I saw. You, it makes you think, though. It makes you wonder. It makes you think. 
you know, on you know some of these cars that are being made. So, like I said, um, what was done in the dark had to come to light, you know, for sure. So, uh, referees are no different from the players when it comes to the NFL. So, you know, I'm not particularly calling anybody a cheater or anything like that. However, I will say that there is a stat that says that the Philadelphia Eagles are four and zero when Ed Ockley is uh, refereeing. And if you just look up Eagles officiating or referee in Twitter, you know, people yeah. is like, oh, this is nothing new. The Eagles always get better. <laughs> it's like, it's the same thing we got to do with the Chiefs. Now I got to do with the Eagles too. It's a little crazy. But um, anyway. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, Poirier had something to say about the officials. So there you go. You know what I mean? I'm quite sure he, he'll get a fine tomorrow. Yes, he you know, will. Maybe not, or maybe not. But if yeah. he didn't, that'd be cool because he, he had something he had to say about it. I mean, Coach, he wasn't talking about it, but because he ain't stupid. I, I, I feel like that's the last thing Coach needed to do was to blame yeah. the referees. It's not going to change anything, no matter yeah, what the exactly. situation. There. That's why I, I like even asking about it. it. It was like I don't even know how to word this because you can't what I, blame what what I refs. think. Though, what I think uh, like some of those ref calls should be reviewed. Like, you know, that, 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 that interference on, on that, that, that misholding call on Stefan Diggs, that yes. should be a play that should be reviewed. You know, it should be like a, um, I don't know. How would you call that? Like, a especially if you're going to have a sky judge that like randomly overturns certain calls, but then other cars aren't reviewable. That's bull. That's right. bull. You got people from New York, you know, on the phone. Yeah. Right now, like, like what? You know, could easily say like, yeah, that's reviewable. He's clearly got his hands on Dick's jersey, pulling him near. That's a hold. You know, it's they got to find a way to correct that. You know, yeah. they got to be able to review uh, uh, referees' decisions too, because you know they're not always right. They're not always right. Human you know, error is a thing. Those those penalties are happening in real time. You know, blink of an eye moments right, right there, where a, a referee could be out of position, have a bad angle. And don't see what he, you know, what he really needs to be um, seeing. So, you know, that's where I'm at with that. Maybe the NFL come up with a referees challenge where they allow that to happen, you know, in a half. You get one of those a half. You get it in the first half, and you get it in the second half. If if you win the first half one, then it carries over in the second half. So, something just how you would do now, you know. But I don't know. They need to figure that one out. They're doing it in the NBA. You know, they do it in the NBA, so yes, they yes, need to they figure are. out how they need to challenge those judgment calls made by, you know, some poor officiating at times. Yeah, I, I also feel like that's fair. I like that idea. I also feel like they they need their pockets tapped a little bit. Oh, for like, sure. They need their pockets sure. tapped. Well, I mean, well they you, just don't get they don't get the, the postseason games, like they don't get the Super Bowls, they don't get the direct the playoffs and stuff like enough. that. Dang. You know, those are are, are, are are basically incentive games. You get different pay for officiating. You, you, you get them boys a $500 fine, I bet you they start at the ref. <laughs> I, 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 more than that, refs getting cash. Well, I, don't, I, I don't know how much the refs, refs is making, making but. Money. <laughs> refs right. making money. Okay. All right. It might have to be a referee one of these. No, I'm just All right. All right. <laughs> um, the final thing I wanted to ask you. Right, you look at the Bills; they're six and six in the division. They are in tenth place, but the Colts is like you know teams like that is ahead of them. Um, the Browns, who don't have a quarterback anymore, the Steelers, who never really had a quarterback to begin with, um, the Bengals, who don't have a quarterback. Anymore. Like there are teams ahead of them that 
you know, we could make it past these teams, right? And then with the resurgence of the offense and Joe Brady looking like just an absolute mastermind, and I don't know if he's a mastermind or it was just like, I mean, you still got the best toys in the world to work with. So I don't even know how much credit to give to him, but it's just so refreshing to see the offense doing well again. Um, what, what, are, what are the Bills' playoffs chances? I mean, I, it's kind of weird to talk about the playoffs, but, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a little shot. What, what you thinking? Well, they still have a chance. They just gotta. They just can't lose no more at this point. Um, yeah, no, it's over. Yeah. They just can't lose. I mean, we say ten and seven. I mean, the, the, a lot of people said the Bills would be ten and seven this year. So, what is the problem now? You know, like they still can't be ten and seven. You know, or they can't just run the table and just be eleven and six. I mean, what they were eleven and six last year, right? The Bills eleven and six. I think that was better than that. 11 and 6, 12, 12 and 5. They were 12 and 5 last year. But the year before that, I think they were something like that, where, you know, they were 7 and 6 to, you know, at the end of the year and they end up running the table and, and clinching the division all over again. So I think this is the, still the same scenario. Uh, do I think it's that. It was 13 and 3 I, last year. That was 13 and 3? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The year before that, then. Um, I think they can run a table. I think they can beat Kansas City. I think, you know, they can beat Dallas here at home. Um, and then after that, you, you go and do what you're supposed to do against a not-so-good Chargers team, and you dominate your divisional opponents in New England, and then you settle the division, you know, in Miami, uh, you know, right there. So the Bills still can control their own destiny. They just got to stack wins and – you know, it's time for them to get on a winning streak. They haven't done that since week two. So um, do I believe that they can do it? Of course. Uh, they've done it before. Um, you know, another overtime game versus Tampa Bay years back, uh, you know, where they faltered at the end again. Um, but they went on a miraculous run after that going that. to the playoffs. And I they think got they did that game too. Yeah, and I think they made it all the way. It was, no, that wasn't the AFC Championship year, I don't believe. Nah, it was the division. It was the 13 second year. Yeah. It was the 13 second season. So, but they 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 went on they went on they went on a winning streak to close out the the regular season, and it, it carried over into you know obviously the playoffs. But you know we ran into 13. We ran out of time in 13 seconds that year. So again, this could be you know the, the carbon copy of that. But hopefully, you know, we we get a good return this time around. All right. So real quick, and then um, we're going to get up out of here real quick. I'm going to name you some teams that are ahead of the Bills right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. I want you to tell me if it's realistic that this team could win 11 games. So let's see. The Bills would need to go 11 and 6. Right. Yeah, because they're six and six already, so they would need to go 11 and six. Tell me if it's realistic for this team to win 10, 11 games. All right. We cutting out the division winners. We're going straight to the wild card. The Pittsburgh Steelers with Kenny Pickett at quarterback. What are the remaining games? Do you got the remaining games? Let's see. Uh, not pulled up. Hold on. I mean, it, they're in a tough division. You know what I mean? AFC North. Yeah, that's kind of where I was going. Pretty with damn it. tough. I mean, they, they pulled it out against Cincinnati. Um, they're always in a dogfight with Cleveland. Uh, I don't think they have enough to beat Baltimore. Um, so if they have those guys left on the schedule, then, you know, I, I don't see, I, I just don't see Pittsburgh 
winning eleven games. I don't either. I, I don't see Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett. I don't. I don't see it with Kenny Pickett not this year. I don't either. A Deshaun Watsonless Cleveland Browns team. Well, they're seven and four right now, but again, defense can only do so much. I think they're putting way too much pressure on the defense uh, to the point where the Denver Broncos were able to, you know, have their way against them. You know, Denver Broncos obviously have gotten better from getting the kick from 70 to 28, (laughs) beating the Bills, and now they're beating the Cleveland Browns. So um, it's just that they're running out of firepower. I don't think they have enough juice to beat the Rams this week, let alone, you know, winning 11 games. Uh, then they got the Texans. They have a tough schedule. They got the Rams. They got Jacksonville, the Bears, the Texans, Jets, and they end up with the Browns. I don't think <laughs> – I don't think Cleveland's going to win 11 games. Um, I, I let's back, back to Pittsburgh. <laughs> Pittsburgh <laughs> I don't think – Pittsburgh got the Cardinals this week. They should be able to pull that one off. They Should the they? Pittsburgh over the card? I don't know. I don't, I don't see that. I don't yeah, see that at all. Man, With Kyler back? Nah, I don't see that at all. They just got their ass kicked by the Rams. The Rams are good, decent. <laughs> I don't think the Steelers are good. That's I. I, I don't. Oh, you gotta give them. Oh man, that little boy, that, that little boy, man, running around the field, he fast. I I don't know, man. Some Patriots, you know, that's that's a 50-50 toss-up. Then, you know, they play the Colts. Then they got the Bengals division opponent. Seattle and then Baltimore. So, I don't think uh, they'll win four out of these last six games neither. It'd be close. I, I say Pittsburgh, they might be a 10-7, and seven, but 11-win season, I don't think so. I don't see 10. But, all right, let's – we got a couple more teams. We got three more teams. The 6-5 and five Indianapolis Colts. Do they win five in the next six? Indianapolis Colts, five out of six. Let's 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 check a look and see their remaining games here. They have divisional opponent in Tennessee Titans this week. Uh, that's going to be a tough matchup. They're on the road there, so that's a tough game. Then they play the Bengals on the road. Um, they have a chance there with no Joe no Joe Burrow, but. Um, they got the Steelers, they play the Falcons, they got the Raiders, and then they end with the Texans. Now, if it's a team that is potentially they could get 11 wins with this schedule. I mean, Raiders, you're not knowing what Antonio Pierce, how they can do. Falcons, I don't know. These are like some sneaky tough games for the Colts because Falcons is at home. They seem to play a little bit better in the Dome. Um, you know, Falcons are, are, are playing some good football as of late. Raiders are playing some good football as of late. And then, obviously, the Texans. So, uh, it's kind of tight. It's kind of tight, you know. It's yeah. going to be tough. I say it's going to be a lot of 10 and 7 teams rather than 11 and 6 teams. It's going to be a lot of 10 and 7 teams. See, I I think it's going to be a lot of 9 and 8 teams, personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't I don't know if I see the Colts winning 5 in the next 6. I don't know if I see them winning 4 in the next 6, but uh, we'll see. Uh, now the Houston Texans sit at six and five. I'm gonna be honest, it's the first team I see that might put up double digit wins. Well, they got themselves a good one this week, uh, versus the Denver Broncos, so that's gonna be a good one. Then they travel to New York to play the Jets, it's gonna be a tough matchup defensively for CJ Stroud. 
Uh, then they have the Titans. Then they have the Browns. Then they have the oh, Titans yeah. again. And then they finish out with the Colts. So they might run the table. <laughs> Houston might run the table. Broncos are a tough game. Jets is going to be a tough game defensively. Uh, Titans is going to be a tough game. Uh, Browns, I mean, again, they play in the top defense. You, you double up with the Titans there. And then the Colts. Do, so. do, you, do you see that boy sitting strong? I don't know. I think yeah. I I, I think the Titans could. I mean, the Texans can be. Um, Texans right. Texans. Be Texans I feel like Texans is going to be that five seed. If I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. All right. Last team before the Buffalo Bills. The last team that's ahead of the Buffalo Bills right now, the Denver Broncos. Now, like you just said, they are playing a lot better uh, as of recent. Um, do you see them getting 10, 11 wins? The Denver Broncos getting the 10 and 11 wins. Now, the Broncos get 11 wins after uh, they getting 70 points put up on them. You might as well go ahead and extend Sean Payton right now. Uh, they have a tough schedule. They got Texans this week. Then, you know, they go to Chargers, which is always going to be a divisional dog fight. Then they go home and play the Lions, which probably be uh, an athlete. Uh, then they, they play the Patriots, which should be a win for them there. Uh, then they go and play the, the Chargers again, and then they finish out in Vegas. So, you know, those are going to be some tough games because they they're playing divisional the opponents. I like that. It's going to be some not, tough games. Not going to lie to you. I'm glad you write those schedules out and make me feel a little bit better. It do. It do. It do. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to do it right. We're going to see, you know, how can anyone – uh, they easily could lose to a hot Denver team. They easily could lose to, you know, a Detroit Lions team. So that's two losses right there. Uh, and then, you know, the chips fall where they made by playing the Chargers twice. Let's say they split that. So uh, I think the Chargers is going to go. You know, so that's the split. So uh, you look at that, they three and three right now. So that would be what? Nine and eight, right? <laughs> that would be nine and eight for Denver. Now the Bills finished 10 and seven. They, they game up, even though Denver have a tiebreaker because they beat the Bills. So, um, yeah, Bills need to be shooting for a ten and seven at least. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but that loss would have to be by the Cowboys. It can't be by a no more team. Yeah. So that loss would have to come on the hands of the Cowboys at home. But the Bills must beat uh, uh, Kansas City, Chargers, New England, and you know Miami in the last game in the season. So. Yeah. yeah, the only the only thing that it might give the Bills some trouble, if they are able to to win the games they're supposed to win, and come out of this thing with 10, 11 wins, they should be in the playoffs. Only issue they might run into is that a lot of those AFC teams play each other. That's ahead of them ish, um, so that, that might become an issue. Um, well, they can cancel themselves out too. You know what I'm saying? Like they can cancel themselves out. And now, if the Bills beat Kansas City, that's a big quality win, you know, for the Bills team because not too many teams is going to beat Kansas City. So let's just start there. Uh, they take care of business versus the Chargers, who, hey, the Chargers can go and beat Denver twice, <laughs> you know. So it's a lot of things that could work in the Bills' favor. They definitely have to win out every uh, AFC game this year. Uh, so, hell, might as well go ahead and win them all. Yeah, man. So the Buffalo Bills, the offense plays – it's hard out, and uh, the defense couldn't quite hold up. But hard fought, hard fought game 
unfortunately they take the L to the Philadelphia Eagles, 34 to 37. And um, they fall to six to six on the season. So playoff hopes, I think ESPN got them at like 15%, 3% to win the, to win the division. Um, but Hey, never say die. Right. It's not over until the fat lady sings. So, um, We'll, we'll see what happens, but um, that'll do it for us here at Believe in Bills. Uh, Coach, you want to go ahead and send us out? Bills are six and six. Outside looking in. Playoffs? Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.